Hello, and welcome to Heavy Metal Magazine, the podcast. I'm Brendan, and joining me, as always, is Leah. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Very excited for the second episode. I think the first one went pretty well. I mean, we got a second episode, so I feel like that's already an accomplishment, right? (laughs) There was a chance we could have been canceled, and we haven't yet. So uh, hopefully we get to the third. I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We have a lot to get to today. We could be canceled at an ad break, too, so we don't even know. (laughs) Hey, that that would be pretty spectacular, honestly. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, I have to ask you. Hopefully, we improve this week on our gnarly story. Um, I do have one. You have one? Oh, yeah. Can you start, please? Yeah, because yeah, mine, mine, again, is not the gnarliest. Mine's not the gnarliest either, but I'm taking this as a good sign. But it's okay. very meta, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I was reading Heavy Metal Magazine, as Whoa. I do. Yeah. Nice. And I got a damn paper cut oh, on Jesus. my middle finger from the, like, you know, what is it called? The front? What were you reading? Well, I was reading what we were going to talk about today, of course. Was it a specific one? Because it's like if a drop of blood got on the zombie guy, it could have started something really bad. You know, it wasn't gnarly enough that drops of blood were coming out of it. <laughs> oh, it was just like a scratch? It was a, it was a paper cut. Co- Excuse me. If you've never had a paper cut before. They really hurt. They do hurt. And it's like in the. I haven't had one since I was in grade school, though. So what? I get right? them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Kindle though, so I'm not flipping pages. As oh, much. yeah. I don't get them from books. I get them from opening mail. And now apparently, I get no it one from... sends me letters. So, okay. that's, so there's one gone. <laughs> I'm sending you one with the sharpest paper I could find, just so you have to feel my pain as well. Well, I will use a letter opener. If it says from Leah. Uh, fine, fine. But I, so I, I got my finger from on the front cover of the magazine. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, that's a sturdy cover. So it hurt. And. Yeah, it's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's gnarly. Like, pretty gnarly. Yeah. What about you? Well, I, okay. I, it, the potential for gnarliness was there. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. I was surfing and um, I was sitting in the water and the open water scares the heck out of me usually, Mm -hmm. which is, but I I enjoy surfing. So it's a, it's a give and take there. And a big shadow thing comes at me and there's like 12 people out surfing with me too. But I, I look at it and I start paddling like a madman. I'm like, Oh no, I'm like, let's get out of here. And like, no one follows me whatsoever. And I get to shore. I look out and all the guys are like hanging out with like just a very, very cute seal. (gasps) <gasps> it just, it, yeah, it swam up. And now it's oh. hanging out with all the guys, and I missed my chance to hang out with a seal because I got scared. I thought it was a shark, though, so. Honestly, missing the opportunity to hang out with a seal is worse than getting bitten <laughs> getting by a shark. Getting eaten by a shark. I know. Yeah. I'd be cool, too, if I had one leg. And oh. then I'd, uh, I know. I, I, I want to meet a seal sometime. It was really cute, and it, like, stayed out in the waves for a while. It was, Aww. yeah. No, so that was the gnarliest thing was the possibility of me getting eaten and seeing a cute seal, so I'm Aww. not sure. <laughs> I'm glad you're safe, but I'm sorry you missed a really cool selfie opportunity cool with that experience. one. I didn't yeah. do my phone surfing, sadly. <laughs> didn't anyone have, like, a GoPro yeah. or something? A GoPro on my head, yeah, so you can yeah. see me fall all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boringest GoPro ever. <laughs> well, what are we talking about this issue? So much. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about it a lot last time. And yes. I'm sure after we did so, everybody went over to iTunes and Spotify and wherever they like to listen to their favorite podcasts and gave us five stars because they wanted to give us six. But they were like, oh, there's only five available. So, you know, that's what happened after the last time. We <laughs> well, I was looked- going to say, is there a there's none that have a 10 star system because that'd be if we're telling people to give us five stars, that's not a good a promotion? No, only like up to five stars. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. Only up to five stars. Um, because we are discussing um, issue 305 yet mm-hmm. again. So part two. we did it last time. Yeah, part two. If you didn't already go out and get a copy, mm, what are you doing? And so now we're going to talk about all a bunch of the things that we didn't get to last time. And I am actually very excited about I, all of I, these. I thought I thought we got a good batch this week. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I have a lot to say. You have a lot to say. I'm excited because I was <laughs> like, because I've been following two of these. So let's just say we have chapter three of The Rise by George Romero uh, this week and then chapter five, I want to say, of Darkwing yeah. by the CEO in chief, uh, Matt Medney. Mm-hmm. And then a just a one-shot cyber uh, archie, which was very yeah. cool too. 
Yeah, very cool. These are maybe stories people have been following for a bit. I would hope that they have because I yeah. have not. Um, I am <laughs> I am a newbie to this whole entire well, that's world. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, you are my shepherd, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Big mistake. Yep. And so I have no idea what is going on in any of them, and I'm just trying to figure it out. And I'm not going to lie, I was very lost at several points. <laughs> I'm not going to blame you because you're going to try to help me get back. I will on track steer the today. ship, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, jumping into something, you know, chapter three, chapter five, mm. it's like, oh, damn. But I like to think I could at least appreciate what was in front of me and kind of figure out what was going I, on. Yeah, I feel like you could probably catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So having yeah. that is always fun. You can you can I always, I don't think I ever bought an issue as a kid and you it's rare to get in on the issue one of everything. You know, you're gonna get a part yeah. two, you're gonna get a part seven. So we started with part three of the rise, which I, if I'm correct, is the fastest selling uh single issue that heavy metal's putting out. People are going bananas for the rise. Oh wow. Yeah, it's crazy rising in sales. It's rising in sales, of course. <laughs> and it's our good friend George Romero. Mm-hmm. Um, whose dad, of course, made the 1968 classic Night of the Living Dead, which mm-hmm. this is a prequel to. So we're finally getting uh, the backstory of the biggest and most influential horror film ever made. This story is a prequel to the movie? Yes. Is that crazy? I wish I knew that. I know. Well, that's that's why you have me here. All right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Now I feel like I have to like take a time out, reread mm-hmm. the whole thing by myself, <laughs> and figure it out. Because then now it might make it makes so much more sense. Because I was like, um, I think the government is making zombies, yeah. but I wasn't fully sure. But now I'm like, yeah, the government was yeah. making those zombies. Exactly. Because guess what? There's a movie to come. Mm-hmm. And, and then five more after this. So this was, I think everyone's really excited to get into the lore on this one. So up to this point, essentially, we have this scientist making a um, uh, kind of like a, a shot. It takes away all pain, which in fact then uh, the human has no more fear but it fills them with rage. That's the side effect we're working this with right now. This sounds like me going to brunch. Which is <laughs> all rage and no pain. <laughs> no pain, no fear, and then rage. Yeah, that is me rage. going That's to brunch. Actually, yeah. yeah. So any, anything with tequila and Brendan equals, oh. equals no fear and extra. <laughs> So maybe yeah. that's what they just invented, a injectable uh, tequila in this issue. But um, they moved on. The scientists, the government wa- really wanted this injection, right, to fight the Soviets. But the scientist is a good guy until his, his daughter died. So now he's, he's after this to uh, help bring his daughter back from the dead. Also to fight the Cuban Missile Crisis that has been uh, escalating and escalating. And he's, he's a bit of a patriot, so he wants the U.S. not to get nuked. So now they go to Haiti to find a witch doctor to get the final ingredient. And I thought Haiti looked cool. Yeah. Are you going to go? <laughs> no, I, no. Well, not to this guy's house. No, this guy was scary. Okay. The voodoo man was, because he, he blew he dust in this guy and just killed him right up. The first thing he did when he met him. You know what I liked about mm. this? Is that they carry souls in like a tiny little cute bag that you would that normally cool. put like jewelry in or something. <laughs> I was, was like, that's cute. That's a nice accessory to like carry your soul handbag. around. Oh, it's yeah. my, yeah, it's my great grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my soul in here. Can you put the soul back into someone? Maybe. Well, that's what we're about to find out. A little soul switch. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Um, it's, it's so funny that you told me about... Um, this being a prequel to the movie, yeah. because the whole time I was reading this, all I kept thinking was Cartwright is mm. pretty hot. And <laughs> I was already in my mind trying to cast him in what I thought might be an eventual movie of this. I did not, I, I was thinking of I was gonna say, actors. who is it? Yeah. I don't know, I still haven't landed on it. I feel like it's an unknown actor that we have not discovered yet. And I would end up following him on Instagram when he has like <laughs> 2,000 followers and then the movie comes out and he has 2 million followers. It's one of those type of actors. And he would just be the biggest actor in the world after yeah. <laughs> after going to Haiti and uh, seeing men murdered in front of him. He seems, well, it's he, a movie. He takes orders well. He does, he's not really, I think he's going to have a change of heart soon because he's seen some horrific stuff going on. Oh, I mean, speaking of people having a gnarly week. Yeah, no, this guy, yeah, this guy would have a good story for that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I also think it's interesting they bring it to Haiti because Haiti, of course, um, is the birthplace of, of voodoo, but also the birthplace of the word zombie. 
So before Night of the Living Dead really changed everything, back in like the 20s and the 30s, you had movies like uh, I Walked with a Zombie, White Zombie, always based around Haiti voodoo culture. So those influenced George later on. So it's cool that he's bringing it back into the fold with the prequel. Brendan, I had no idea about this. You're really oh, teaching yeah. me a lot today. I did not know. I read it and kind of was like, I was like, so why Haiti? And there was a gigantic voodoo culture down there. And so is are zombies attached to voodoo? Like, is it, are they oh, like yeah. intertwined? Yes. Okay. Very intertwined. Okay. And they say oh. down there, you're actually not scared of the zombie. You're scared of becoming zombified more. Because then you have to follow orders of whoever puts you under, you know? So you're not scared of like seeing a zombie, but you're scared uh, of being a zombie? I mean, I think I, I well, I would be scared of both <laughs> personally. <laughs> Wait, a thing that I like to ask people that tells me a lot about them is, uh-huh. are you more afraid of the fast or the slow zombies? Oh, uh, I I like slow zombie movies better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it's, it's hard because the fast zombies will definitely eat me faster. But the slow <laughs> zombies always rip out like your, your guts and stuff. I find slow zombies to be scarier. Yeah, fast I mean, zombies. I say fast zombies are almost more like horrific and like they're like they're predators. Well, slow zombies are a never ending sea of dread or come is coming at you. Yeah. 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 Because you know what? It's like the dread is always worse than like it, a fast zombie is ripping the bandaid off. You know You're what I mean? Right, actually. Like, That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Whereas the slow zombies are like the anticipation is what kills you and the more groans. than the biting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the threat. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I think mm-hmm. we're, these are slow zombies, it seems like to me. Yeah, these are slow zombies. Because they're going to yeah. turn into the Night of the Living Dead zombies who were hobbling around at best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, that's a good point. I do like, yeah, the slow zombies officially scarier. This yeah. also has the, um, which we have to talk about the art because it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's Diego Yapur, who also does uh, Dylan Sprouse's Sun Eater. Oh, yes. interesting. There's some great detail to this. He is, he's an amazing inker because he does so much detail, right? It's crazy. I've never heard the word inker before either. I hope That's it a is cool a word. word. Oh, well, inker. Because he does the inks on it, right? I love it. Like, I really like it. I hope it's not already a word because I would love for you to be able to take credit for it. Yeah, an amazing inker. And because then you have DC Alonzo come in with these. I think the only color in here is red. And it it just looks it looks very, very cool, I thought. Yeah, it does. It, there's a lot to look at, too, which I like. And um, I like that there's an equal balance here of story and stuff to look at. Because you know how sometimes there's just like a lot to look at, and then sometimes there's a lot to read? I felt it was mm-hmm. very nicely balanced here. I think it's our best balanced one yet, perhaps. Yeah, because we've had a lot of... Uh, Art ba- this story is, is, yeah, it's easy to follow. I, we know what's going on, and it's it's very exciting. I really, I love the rise. I see why it's number one, too. I'm jealous. Oh, I get it. It's great, I, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't, who doesn't want to read about zombies and Haitian people and voodoo? Um, I would love to hear more about it. And so should we talk a little bit about the mid-May massacre, which is coming up oh. on May 16th? Um, I think you know the date better than I do because I was shocked it was this. I definitely do. Yeah. Leo was like, oh, we should plug your panel, Brendan. I'm like, oh, that's this weekend. Uh, midday massacre. Very cool name. Very or, cool name. Yeah. I'm going to be moderating this panel. I don't know if you knew that, but um, I, okay. Then now, <laughs> now this explains a little more. I was like, how the hell does Leah know about this panel I'm on? I'm not. I'm, yeah. the uh, The amount of stalking I'm doing of you, you're aware it's of. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm very excited for this panel because it's mm-hmm. you, it's George Romero, yes. it's so many other cool people that are going to talk about. Um, their different stories and things that they have to do with heavy metal magazine mm. and we're gonna you know find out what everybody thinks about the speed of zombies there apparently well, okay that's a question you're gonna have to ask him maybe we'll yeah. i'll come up with some questions we need to ask him and okay. i mean i'll be shocked if anyone wants to hear me on the panel after an hour of this but george i will recommend the best voice in the business he's wow. like this deep very uh, philosophical guy and he is great. He's a kind of a crazy man. He lives like in a bunker in Ohio. You know, Whoa. In like literally in a basement with like steel doors. He like, he made, this is like a documentary for him, Rise. It's like, I it mean, might come true. I have 
a lot of questions and I'm going to be taking mm-hmm. a lot of notes because I feel like if anyone knows about where to live in yeah. case of a zombie outbreak, it would be him. And clearly he knows what he's doing and I am the fool here. Yeah, we're um, fools. But also, you're my only friend on the panel, so you have okay. to talk to me. So well, I will. I will. I usually... <laughs> I, I I hope George is nice to us. That's all. He's going to listen to this segment and just yell at us for getting every story point wrong. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's, are you, he's not showing up. Like, he's, he's, like, if I listen to this and I were him, I'd I'm be like, done. yeah, no. Okay. Well, after this break, we are going to talk about Darkwing. Um, make sure you tune in. Matt, he's our boss. And so we're going to talk about the story that he wrote in this month's issue of Heavy Metal Magazine. We'll be right back. And we're back to talk about Darkwing, um, a series I hate. <laughs> no, I am joking, Matt. <laughs> Matt is the CEO of Heavy Metal, so I retract that statement. Um, no, but I've actually been digging this since the beginning. This premiered in 300, and now we're up to chapter five, which is it's a long story at this point. And you're just hopping in a little late, Leah. I was going to say, I've been digging this since chapter five when I... <laughs> <laughs> first read it. it in this issue, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I first became aware of it, um, um. Well, let me just tell you what's kind of going on here. That would be very helpful, even though I've already read it. But yes. I do have many questions. Well, so the backstory. The backstory. Yeah, yeah. The um. There was a black hole incident uh, mm-hmm. that happened to these guys' planet. That also get... sounds like me at brunch. <laughs> <laughs> another, another. So that's the connection here. I can't wait to find out what the, your connection to the last one is. But uh, there was a black hole event. The planet was going to get sucked in. Um, Matt's going to yell at me for this because I'm getting. He's he's so like high strung on all his science stuff. He'll do like equations while writing to make sure it all makes sense. But I'm just going to say there was a black hole sucking in the planet. So they built two big dark wings on their planet, like wings. So the planet is the space station so they're flying around and yeah so so they're on a planet flying around looking for a new home okay because one of the things that i wrote down is he drives planets question mark and yeah. so the answer to that is yeah <laughs> yeah he does it's a badass line yeah. <laughs> Look how that guy because drives planets all i could think was well, how much does this cost? Because lately I've noticed that the price on Lyft has gone up. And so, oh, like, hugely. is this an Uber pool situation where it's, like, reduced? Or, like, is it because it's in space, it's expensive? It's, it's even worse. Because mm-hmm. I in the earlier chapter, they had to go to the, a different sun and suck out fire to get gasoline. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, Matt's going to be like, it's not gasoline. But it's essentially <laughs> gasoline to fly this gigantic planet around. It's energy. It's energy, yes. Yeah. Wow, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have a question about the driving situation, because mm-hmm. even on the first page of this, I mean, it looks like he's on a motorcycle Zamboni. Is that what this is? This is more of uh, their their uh, their free time. They're just having a little race. He's kind of like in Top Gun, you know, when Tom Cruise drives his motorcycle around. Sure, so they're just, that's what this is? So he's just having, yeah, he's the day off from f- driving planets. <laughs> so he's like, hey, let's go hit the tubes and um, ride our space motorcycles. Cool. <laughs> cool, I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I... No, I wrote that. This guy's a tough guy. I love, a, a, um, you know, we all need to find ways to do self-care and to have some time for ourselves <laughs> and to unwind. And if, like, the motorcycle Zamboni is the way that this guy does it, I mean, it looks pretty badass, so I'm on board. Like, clear your mind, put on some good tunes. Whenever you do anything and someone says, this guy is a death wish, then you know you're doing something fun. They think this hotshot, he's a hotshot mm. guy. So this is his version of a spy, right? Is is almost dying in the in the tunnels of uh, a planet. We should talk about one of my favorite things, which is large panels. And this has mm. many large panels. Oh, yes. And one of my... This is a lot of big yeah, ones. And one of my other favorite things, pretty colors. This one also has a lot of pretty colors. Did I guess the panel you liked the best? Or no? I did love that one. You did guess that. Yeah, I like that one too. I know because there's a lot of colors and it was At a big panel. At first, I thought it I was, was the ocean, but now it's it looks frozen, so it's not. Yeah, it's 
It's like yeah. an ice. Um, he's and I kind of like that he's just hanging out. Oh, with a weird like. I love. Okay, thing? so we've jumped a couple pages into this, and yeah, we have to talk about this because this is my favorite. Again, I was talking about him being on the motorcycles and bonies as self care, but this is real self care mm. when you can give nice. yourself a timeout and you know you need to just go think it out, sit on a piece of ice, hang out with your alien friend, and figure out your life. And by the way, he yeah. leaves. They're just they're just eating leaves here, which is a cool. Thing do you know to do what? Too. He might be. Yeah. Um, he might be a koala bear because I don't know if you know this. There's only <laughs> there's less than a hundred thousand koala bears left in the world. They're going extinct. It's very scary. But they only eat eucalyptus leaves, and they're very fussy about it. Like they have very specific tastes. Like they don't just love any eucalyptus. Only one kind of leaf. Um, no, they'll eat different kinds. Yeah. I mean, different kinds of like eucalyptus type of leaves. And so this guy just reminds me of a koala bear. I do love koala bears, but there's only 100,000 because they're so picky with their leaves. Maybe if they open it up. I eat arugula. I'll do spinach sometime. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll change up the leaf game. I <laughs> get it. But look, they, they know what they like, and I'm That's never going to fault them for that. That is very true. One of the things that we learned in this story is um, that they've been at this for thousands of years in space. That's exhausting. Mm. Well, I was going to say who... So this guy's like... Essentially, the big conflict is the pilots like we've been doing this for thousands of years. This is our home now. There's this big spaceship. We don't want to move planets. But I, I think, would you want to, would you want to go to a planet or would you want to stay on this wild man's spaceship? The spaceship is riskier, mm-hmm. but like, if I was already adventurous enough to go to space, then I may as well stay on the ship and like travel around. I think most are born on here though, so no, they know nothing else except flying around on the dark wing. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm a big a- cruise ship, it looks like. Oh, well, if you're going to put it that way, then no, <laughs> yeah, right. get the hell off of it. Wait, if you, no I've never way. been on a cruise. Me either. I've been dying to. <laughs> no, no, no. All no. I hear about is either like uh, very cool water slides or food poisoning. There's yeah. no in between. <laughs> so but you, you know get, what? You get one of those. <laughs> There's no in between, but there is a middle where they both cross and <laughs> nobody wants to be there. That's for sure. By the way, that's a good point. There, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, it's a Venn diagram that actually is just a circle. Yeah. You get both every single time. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. There's no water slide that is worth food poisoning. I will say that. I, uh, I, I guess you're right. I guess yeah. you're right. I love water slides, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, well, speaking of water slides, there's not mm. any in here. So, <laughs> no. So, speaking of which, they, I mean, if he went on that ice hill, he could probably sled down. Yeah. What is that green guy? I don't know. Do it you know? He's really cute. No. It looks I like wrote. Fro- who is yeah. his creature friend? <laughs> I know. I wanted a name for him too. Name him. You can name him. They're just sharing a leaf too. Yeah. <laughs> but snout. I feel like the the um, creature friend is a very comforting presence for him mm-hmm. and has his best interests at heart. And so I, I hope do he, we see him again, though. Yeah, and maybe Matt will name him as well. So we... Um, oh, that'd be nice of Matt. You know, Make a t-shirt? Yeah. Maybe we have a spinoff in our future of like, <laughs> he can give more of a story to this and then it can be its own issue. He looks like Qbert. Remember Qbert? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he does with a snout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But He's I will cute. say, I'd be I'd be very uh, scared of these, of the other people around him. They look mean. We're okay. giving advice to the captain. We've got to talk. Like, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about them. Because first of okay. all, what I've learned from the story is that, guess what? Not everybody pulls their weight at work in no. space as well. There are some mm-hmm. lazy people <laughs> in are. other galaxies. Of course, exactly. there are. Very typical. Um, but you know what? I can't tell when these people came from or were last inspired by or had any contact or thought of earth because i can't get a grasp on the hairstyles they span like the 90s and the 2000s and so i'm like wow they're really like i can't figure out the trend you know no i'm telling you there's on one page on like page 59 over here there's three blonde people with three crazy hairstyles yeah i think well i i will say i don't think they've come from earth i think they they're like alternate humans like alien okay. humans. Yeah. So okay. maybe on that planet, these are the, like the sickest hairstyles you can get. None of them are bad. They are no, just no, no, no. all... They're very styled, though. They are very styled. They're intentional They're... hairstyles. They They're like, yeah, clearly... you don't wake out of bed like this. They have a surplus of hairspray wherever they are. <laughs> yes, so I do appreciate it for that. Yeah. Um, but we should also talk about pink-haired lady who comes in at the end here. And she 
I, I'm obsessed with her and I need to know more about her because um, she seems to be like the only person that gets anything done around this place. And, you know, mm. like that is something that I always admire. She is jacked. She's yeah. Very muscular. Yeah. She's, she's got a crop top. I know. And she has a toolbox, a space yeah. toolbox. She was actually in a she was in some earlier issues. Her and the space pilot or planet flyer. I have a little thing going on. Oh, good for them. Yeah, but they're you know naked what? in the last issue. You you oh. you missed a good a couple good couple panels there. Uh, okay, this is a couple that's going to confuse me though because he's having a hissy fit and she's yeah. somebody who doesn't she's seem like, to tolerate that. She's like, I'm gonna get it that. done. No. Yeah, like uh, you know, I, I I guess maybe this is a you know like opposites attracting situation Yin yang, here. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. They might help each other out because he's just he's mad that he has to leave his space planet. And she's like. Let's just get it over let's just, with. Let's just like go live on a normal planet yeah. and not have to go fly by suns every two weeks. It's very dangerous. Well, I don't know. I've never yeah. done it, but I <laughs> believe it. Um, I will say this about the outfits, though. I know the hairstyles yeah. are all over the place. The outfits are a little bit too, but they do seem very practical and also comfortable for um, space adventures. Everyone is wearing like one, a spandex suit. Except yeah. The, the lady gets like a crop top. And a, and like a leather jacket. These, look, the, clearly this is in the future because they know the work from home outfits we've all been living in, which is leggings. <laughs> and for some of us, crop tops. I don't know about you. <laughs> Definitely not me. Okay. <laughs> These are the fashions of the future. And so <laughs> I appreciate what they've got going on um, on that level. I'm into it. Well, I hope I, hope I can wear a, a, a single zip up spandex suit one day. You Maybe can. when we do this podcast in person, we'll wear uh, spacesuits. <laughs> Careful what you promise, bro. Yeah, I know. Do you know what this made me think, though? So when we were previously talking about The Rise, and now we're yes. talking about Darkwing, The Rise happens in 1962. Mm-hmm. This happens, I don't know, thousands of years into the future. If you yeah. could go, no? Oh, no, I'm, I've, oh. Yeah, I, have no, I have no clue. I'm going to have to call okay. Matt on that one. Okay, good. Fact <laughs> I check thought you had the exact number. I was like, yeah, no, but I'm, it, seems, it seems like it. Yeah. If you could go forward or backward in time, which would you do? Oh, b- backwards for sure. I, I'm, Why? You wouldn't want to go forward? Space is scary as hell. What do you want, you want me to fly around? These guys have no idea where they're going. They're on a moving cruise ship and they have green a- animals. I don't know. In, at least in the past, I kind of know what's going to be going on. Sure. So what, what year was it? 1962? Yeah. I don't... But yeah, it'd be tough, though. That's a tough... Would you go to space? No, I'd go back to 1962 because, yeah. um, you know, I like boy bands. So I would like to be around when the Beatles um, first came out. So I would go back to 1962. I feel I would fit in very well there. You could almost be like a man... you Because you knew who the boy bands are going to be. And you could mm-hmm. go and like snag them first, you know, and then be a famous manager of boy bands. I could do I, that. I'd go back and my knowledge would be yeah. useless. I'd be yeah. like, oh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, someone already made Spider-Man. So I'm fucked. <laughs> that's it. There, there's no use for you. Yeah. No, there's no use for me. I'm like, oh, guys, in the future, there, there's yeah. like space. And they're like, okay, how do you do it? I'm like, I have You know no what? Idea. In space, they might not have a record of Spider-Man. So you, maybe you could do it there. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't think these guys are big comic readers. And I die instantly on those motorcycles. So <laughs> I think either way, just I'll, either a zombie will get me or a space alien. Um, one other thing we need to talk about this, too, is oh, that yeah. they are um, anticipating a new moon coming. We also have a new moon coming. Oh, what in- moon do we have? <laughs> Just, <laughs> I mean, um, astrologically, you know what I mean? Because I You're going to say full moon. Yeah, no, new moon. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So the opposite of a full moon. Um, it's not quite the opposite, but it's it's a new moon, and so I for these people and for you as a reminder when as we a reminder, a, thank you as a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> no, as I a reminder. Know when we have a new moon, that's the best time when you do your manifestations and you sit down and you write down what you want to accomplish or what you want to achieve or what you want to happen, and then you start to um, think and say it into existence. So ah, these people which, kind of have the right idea because they're like, oh, a new moon, and then they're saying like, well, we should do this. So it's like that's what you're supposed to do. So maybe the pilot is going to be, he's manifesting anger and grumpiness. Not a good uh, year for him. He should be manifesting productivity and decision When does this making. new moon come in real life? I'm, now I'm getting scared about this. No, it's like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's. How many days? Soon. 
soon. Okay, I'm going to start manifesting as soon as we're done here. I'm trying to do the math of when this comes out yeah. and when the moon is. Oh, yeah. I have no idea when this episode is going to be released. We, exactly. Probably, they're like, yeah, thanks a lot, Leah. We missed it. All you need to know is that the new moon is coming. Do your manifestations. Mm-hmm. And also just have a plan so that you don't have to try to figure out last minute if you're getting off a space cruise <laughs> or not. So final answer, are you getting off or are you staying on? I'm staying on. Yeah, I think so too because I just realized you, there's no buildings or like uh, casinos down on the new planet. It's like empty. <laughs> and how will we survive with no casinos? <laughs> or houses. Yeah, the two most basic forms of uh, shelter needed for a man. All we know about being on the space cruise is they have hairspray and... They have almost everything. They, they have like seem a giant to be... City. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to be doing okay. I do mm. think, speaking of casinos, it would be too much of a gamble to jump off. <laughs> it would. Yeah, like, I don't want to go to another place. We drop off half some people, the real, like, outdoorsmen, and then we circle, and then we come back in the, uh, 20 years. There's a few characters here that I would say, mm, we could drop them off. <laughs> exactly. Like, this blonde, this blonde guy with a big forehead. Yeah. Out. Just, I know he's the he's like the head of the whole thing, but I I laser him into space. There you go. I you think they're up plan. to something. By the way, that's I, I that's my that's my final take on this. They are they're up to something. No good. I don't think this planet is real. Well, I don't want to say I don't care, but I am really just tuning in to find out more about this mm-hmm. forbidden romance situation that's going on. Because I think know, that's, that's yeah yeah. I want because, more details on that. It, it seems, well, we'll see. I guess we'll have to find out. Because she's walking to him as it says to be continued. So yeah. we'll find out in issue 306. Um, and talking about a spaceship plummeting towards an unknown doom or death, we will be back in a few seconds with Cyberarchy, an individual comic. Welcome back to Heavy Metal Magazine, the podcast. I'm Leah, and I'm joined here, of course, by Brendan. Hi. Hello. And we're with Cyberarchy. Am I saying it right? That's how I've been saying it. Cyberarchy. It's a so cool that's name. That's how you say it now. Yeah, that's it. Right off the bat, I will. Uh, I was. I looked at the title, right, and you can mm-hmm. see the A has a little color on it. I love that. It looks pretty. I thought there was going to be a little, uh, a little secret color, maybe coming in the last panel or something. But no, it no. stays black and white. But it is a beautiful uh, comic. Do you know what I like about this one? Is like we kind of get a preview of it where like mm. some of it starts on page 121, and but then it really starts on page 122. Like I like a little preview to ease us into that. So. A little cold open. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't even... I uh, have to be honest, when I was reading it, I might have missed one page 121 because I went, I flipped right to the title. See? I know. Gotta I ease yourself back in. the ads. <laughs> ease yourself in. We should mention that this one is written by Matt Hardy with art by Clark Bint, um, Bint. and letters by Rob Jones. Mm-hmm. And the art is uh, stunning. Very it's, detailed here. It's beautiful. I felt like I was in this world. I was, I had to take it close to a lamp to get oh. some details because I was reading that because you need some light for this because it, it is all black and white and it is insanely detailed it must I don't know how long this takes someone but it must be quite some time it is very detailed but also I do just want to check in and make sure that your eyesight is okay <laughs> it's pretty bad it's okay. pretty bad that's that's why the eye patch is coming okay. <laughs> Dying it. so with this story Leah because yeah. this is a standalone story I'm gonna ask you can you give us a little synopsis no yes i can actually i did understand this one so i can um give a little synopsis okay perfect so um i love ash ash is a new robot right so cute so cute ash is a little guy yeah just a little like basketball with arms i guess or a teapot it's kind of like a um i don't know if we're like allowed to say this Mm -hmm. but it's like a sideways r2d2 kind of yeah we're gonna get sued Uh, yeah i don't know (laughs) but his big eyes really win uh won him over for me oh he's so cute i like the name ash too there's a um a singer her name is ash and she has a new album out and i enjoy her very much too so and um, the guy from pokemon is named ash Oh, wow. Yeah, the main guy from Pokemon. Not a real person. He has no album, I don't think. But I'll okay. go listen to the singer Ash now. Now I'm excited. Oh, see? Yeah. 
we're expanding each other's horizons. <laughs> okay, so what we learned about Ash is that Ash is born. Yes. And Ash has one day to live. And in this amount of time, Ash is an optimistic lol fella mm-hmm. who ultimately learns the ropes, goes to work, wants to leave the day better than the way that Ash found it. Exactly. However, Ash had some very lofty, optimistic goals, and mm, they didn't really come to be, and Ash's um, full day of being alive didn't really uh, span out the way that maybe Ash was hoping. So, um, you know, lasted while it lasted kind of thing. I think upper management wasn't really uh, happy with (laughs) Ash's new ideas. Uh, Let's put it that way. They were not... They were not pleased. That's a great way to push. He got so excited because it turns out 24 hours on this ship is actually something like 430 years. So Ash is like, oh, finally, I can live. I'm going to live for 430 years. But let's get to work on changing this ship. Let's get to work on not letting the ship go into the sun abyss and kill everyone on board. Sadly, uh, the captain's kind of suicidal. He's not. He wants to die. Um, yeah, that and wants to die with all of the power and no other whispers or thoughts or ideas from anyone else is the way Mm -hmm. that I interpreted that. Um, we should go back a little bit to talk about one thing that kind of uh, made me flinch a little bit, which is Ash is starting to learn the ropes of what's going on Mm -hmm. and has to say, what? I have only been online for four minutes and 14 seconds. (laughs) And it's a lot. And it just reminded me of... Um, you ever log on to work and like you're just trying to get settled, you're just trying to sip some tea, you're just trying to go through your inbox and already people are sending you emails and slacks and texts and you're just like, let me ease into my day. That's how I felt Ash was probably feeling. When the day starts, no one should be allowed to even talk to you for 30 minutes. You know, like Ash, Ash is born and thrown on the biggest assignment of his life. Yeah. And he just, no, I, I, I feel the same way. It's just this, instantly he gets, he gets told he's going to die. Imagine being born and they're just like, oh, you're going to die in 12 hours. That's not ideal, I would say. No. And, but um, you'd be a baby, so you probably wouldn't understand it. Well, yeah, because even Ash was like, what's a question? It's like, bro, you just asked one. You didn't even yeah. know it. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> not idiot, but just, you know, learn something Ash. already. But we should also say that Ash is forced to work with what's called grudge bots. And mm-hmm. I feel like I know some grudge bots. Don't you know oh, some there's, grudge there's bots? some real life grudge bots out there. Yeah. And these guys, yeah. by the way, live up to their name. Whoever programmed <laughs> grudge bots is kind of an evil guy. I, like, I don't. Just naming them. I am 100% using that word in my real life all the time now, just oh, so she's, you know. Grudge she's bots. such a grudge bot. Such a grudge bot. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah. That's a good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. There's grudge bots, and then there's the um, deranged war bots, too, that wear chains. That, and I thought that guy was scary. He was, uh, cool. he, he's, he's wearing chains. He's on page, like, uh, 132. But the, there's the different designs for each robot were, like, varied enough for each specific job, which I thought was a, a cool touch, too. Mm-hmm. They also have um, cool views of the planets from mm-hmm. where they're working. So it, I was wondering um, for you, if you could go to space, what would you want to take a selfie with? Oh, that's a good one. And I can't just say like an alien. You could say whatever you want. I mean, I don't know what's in space. So whatever you want. Like, do you want the sun in the background? Do you want a moon? Do you want a different planet? I, like, I mean, Saturn. It is the ring. That's yeah. the easiest. Yeah, because every other one is just kind of a circle. <laughs> but like, you know what? Imagine the selfie you could take in space, like with the sun in front of you. I mean, it can do things a ring light only wishes. Would the lighting look great? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's you like would look beautiful. God's ring light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's God's ring light. But if you're you, look, if the sun's in front of you. Oh, I guess, what would you have behind you then? Then you could have, like, pretty much anything. You could have anything. behind you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, your retinas would be, like, burned all the way out, so you'd really have to be holding that magazine close to your face. Oh, that but, would like, be bad. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it would be beautiful. It would be a beautiful selfie. And I'd, yeah. if you post that on Instagram tomorrow, I'll, I'll be sure to like it. If I post a freaking picture on Instagram <laughs> with lighting from the sun, and uh-huh. I don't have every single person that follows me like it, uh-huh. I will freak out that's that'd be like 17 likes for me if everyone liked 
<laughs> but these guys, there's a great little panel uh, on page 137 where they're looking at the sun they're going towards, kind of the same uh, angle you'd take it for that picture, Leah. And yeah. they're like, they're they are silhouetted in front of it. And I thought that was my favorite panel of the comic. I thought it was very, very it. cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, even though it is misleading because I thought, oh, wow, what a beautiful friendship story. I love this. <laughs> that was the turn. It continues. Yeah, it continues. And the friendship dissolves real quick. Mm-hmm. That's when he, he realizes they have 430 years. And then uh, the captain just kind of punches through his chest <laughs> and upwards into his brain. <laughs> that would hurt. Poor I mean, Ash. Poor Ash. And then he, no, not only that, he rips his uh, robot intestines out and just crunches them. And just, like, literally, so you can't even rebuild Ash, sadly. Oh, no. Ash is quite literally space dust yeah, at that point. It's, yeah. It's sad. It is. Um, what, if you were born and you had one day to live, what would you do? How old am I? Am I, as, again, if I'm an infant. No, you're your age right now. One day to live, I'd probably yeah. just, like, have a panic attack the whole day. Like, I probably <laughs> couldn't do anything. <laughs> Like Excellent a use foreboding of time. <laughs> sense of terror would just really come over me. I don't know. I don't think I could even function that day. I'd be running. I'd be pleading for my life from uh, the gods. How about you, Leah? Like, I wish I had a better answer, but the yeah. actual first thing that comes to mind is like pizza. No, that's not a bad one. Yeah. I mean, just like, because, yeah, you really, I mean, the any, it, oh, yeah, a nice pizza would really do it. I mean, a hot dog for me, maybe go to a oh, baseball a hot dog. game. I'm obsessed. Oh. I love hot dogs. Yeah. This is, you're on a better path now with the baseball <laughs> game. At least we've got an activity yeah, going on. I'm I feel better about this now. Sitting yeah. there, um, just crying. This was yeah. kind of, I thought it was a good uh, connection between the first two, because it is black and white like Rise, and yeah. kind of on a spaceship like Darkwing. Yeah. We had a and very good tonal shift this time. Yes. In the <laughs> art, it made a great tonal shift. In the uh-huh. story, mm, oh. we are led to believe that the um, captain is not really a fan of change and improvement no. and betterment, which, you know, I can't really get behind. I, I, I think that all of those things are great. And so we need to make sure, since this captain is going yes. to live for more than a day, that they are mm-hmm. aware that, no, actually, we should listen to other people's ideas and mm-hmm. sometimes change and improvement is what keeps the world moving. Be more like Ash than the uh, kind of depressed captain, you know? Yeah. I wonder we, what, what machine or um, if all our machines became sentient, which one do you think would dislike you the most? My blender already hates me. Okay, I was going to say, I was going toaster, so we're close. Oh, wow. Okay, no. Why does your blender hate you? My tea kettle and I are best friends. We definitely get along. Do you have an electric one or yeah. a stove mm-hmm. I love the electric kettle. Yeah, It's electric so fast, kettle. it doesn't make sense. We're best friends. Like, mm-hmm. we are We are great. We get along really well. Yeah. We're cool. My blender... <laughs> Is a grudge bot, a full grudge bot. Like, does not want to do anything. Yeah. Is very fussy, very moody, mm-hmm. only like does not even work that well. Um, just cannot be bothered. And so <laughs> it hates me. It hates being plugged in. It hates being woken up. It hates having to move around. So. How long have you had this blender? For too long. <laughs> I think it's time. It's, we got to get moving on here. <laughs> I just got a new one, but like I am also a grudge about towards yes, my where you blender. Really and make so it I'm work. like, I will use this until it is completely done. Like I will mm-hmm. not, I can't let it go. <laughs> until like, the blades I have, are falling yeah, off. You like, need, I, yeah. I, I just want it to, I, I'm like, the longer it is fussy with me, the more I'm going to make it work. Is so the you're going to ash, you're going to ash this guy. You're going to punch through its guts and just rip out its head. It's probably going to do that to me if we are being honest. Like, it is angrier at me than I am at it, but, like, it's... But I'm not throwing it out until I've gotten every damn smoothie out of it that I possibly Thank can. God. Thank God. <laughs> at least we got that. What's your toaster's deal? Well, I think I'm overly... And this, maybe I could change after reading this comic. I'm overly rude to my toaster sometimes. I blame <laughs> it when it's clearly how much you can just set a number. And I blame it for, you know, I'm a big toast guy, burning my toast occasionally. Mm, And mm. I think I give it the hassle when it's, I should take a little responsibility too. It's a two-way street toasting things. Fair. Yeah. So uh, That is fair. That is very mature of you. Exactly. I am absolutely not making that concession. It's a thousand percent my blender's fault. It is not my fault. 100% blender. (laughs) I'm not asking too much of it. I'm asking the absolute bare minimum. It's a fruit smoothie. Get your act together. 
Oh, I would. I could use a fruit smoothie. I like those. I don't I have a blender. I'm so. really good at it. Oh, <laughs> I got one that's on its way out. I'll oh, perfect. Yeah, you. just send it to me. <laughs> Sounds like a great blender. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I love this one. Not really. This I would call a true one shot, right? Yeah, this, absolutely. This one's this one's done. I mean, this guy doesn't seem like he's gonna really have much more character change. Yeah, he's not um, coming around on anything. Mm-hmm. So we've ju- we've got to just let him be and let float him off be. into just, space. Yeah, yeah, just go into the sun and we're, we'll be done with him. But the sad part yeah. is he's gonna make another ash in the last panel. He goes, I "I'm making know. another one." So another ash is gonna wake up, and I guess what? Ash is such a nice guy. There's no way his opinion's ever gonna not change. Ash is kind of like Finding Nemo. Yeah. You and know? it's if they made him into sashimi at the end. Oh, <laughs> they just yeah. ate Finding Nemo. Oh, but you know what? Another one will just keep swimming. Yeah, <laughs> another yeah. fish. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we wrap up today, since mm-hmm. this is our um, second episode on issue three hundred five, should we do a segment called F for Effort, which is basically us sharing our thoughts on how perhaps. Heavy Metal Magazine could have improved this mm-hmm. issue. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's just a little constructive criticism. I think the name is a little more vicious than what it's actually going to be. So don't get too scared, yeah. listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know <laughs> well, what I'm going to say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> do you want to go first, Lee, or should I? I do. I have okay, one. Yeah, I want to go first. So one, of, this is my first official issue mm-hmm. of Heavy Metal Magazine. So as we know, I am learning. I am in the world. Um, and I am ingesting. And one of the things that I love so much so far about all of the stories we have talked about is that there, in almost all of them, there's a very cool, dynamic, complex woman. Mm-hmm. Usually she's like taking care of business, getting it done. She looks cool. Maybe the hair, maybe the crop top, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. I'm very into the female characters. And I think that most of these stories have um, really cool ones that I'm invested in. Yours mm. being one of them as well. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, one of the things that I would say for improvement is um, I would love to see more stories from female writers. Like Ooh. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to read more um, of like what the female writers are cooking up. Um, so that is just one thing that I I'm throwing out there into we, the world. We only have Maiden by Michelle Sears is the only uh, female writer this month. So there is, there is, yeah, so that's your effort. effort. Yeah. I will also say, um, yeah, we do get a lot of female characters in here. And, yeah. But they're all very tough. Yeah. Everyone's very tough. Maybe we can go a little more emotional soon, too. On well, both sides. A little emotional men, a little emotional women, you know. I'm... I'm specifically for the emotional men, not the hissy fit, but the, um, you know, I think it's great to lean into vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I I thought you were maybe going to go to a place where you also wanted more romance because you know that is what I like. So, like, I love a rom-com. So I didn't know if that's where you're going. I was was like, wow, that would be awesome. No, I was just helping Lee out. I actually only want tough guy stories. I was was just lying. (laughs) And tough women. No, just only tough people, please. Um, my F for effort, which is, now you had a better one than me. I'm going to already admit it. Mine was just a little scared. I got a little scared. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, by what? Our great editor, Tim Seeley, had a, you know, the, they open up with the insights from Heavy Metal Speak through the editorial. Tim Seeley writes about as a kid, he'd always read about the next big violent comic, the next big violent comic. And then he goes on to say, I, um, you know, I, he likes violence, but he wants more sex and he said in mm. later issues of heavy metal he's gonna double triple octuple the sex so i don't know what the hell he's gonna do he Wait. we don't i don't know what we're gonna be reviewing one day it could just turn <laughs> into like a, a porno mag tim seeley is is gonna up 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 the sex so i'm excited to see it but i'm a little trepidatious to what what that could mean as well oh I don't feel trepidation. That makes me feel very excited. <laughs> That's maybe more romance included, but who knows? Yeah. I feel like that right there is um, incorporating everything we've just talked about. Let's get a lady because mm-hmm. like they're going to write some real good, That's true. sexy stuff. Um, let's get some more romance. Let's get less violence. I'm fully on board for all of that. And so, you know, well, look, this is the first time we've done this segment, but, yeah. you know, how many, <laughs> how many issues do we think it will take before this is the rom-com magazine of my dream? <laughs> so it's going to be Tiger Beat Illustrated. It'll be perfect. 
<laughs> the tables will have turned. I will the be tables explaining will things to you then. And yeah. I will be just completely confused throughout. I appreciate your um, effort, effort um, contribution, though. And I, I, you're not wrong to be scared. That's great. Well, um, I will tell you, this guy, Tim, he, one of the mm-hmm. best editors, one of the nicest guys I ever met, he writes a comic called... Um, money shot about humans Mm. that go into space and make pornography with aliens so what he thinks i don't even know what he's gonna bring in he is he's a he's one he's a very uh maybe he's a big pervert we just don't know yet oh well i can't wait to find out (laughs) i I think we're both gonna learn something from tim so i I cannot wait i will say um the i uh i'm sad we missed maiden and which i love and queensberry chapter one but we both, uh, we read them all and we loved them all. And we're not yeah. skipping any because we don't like them. We just kind of roll uh, roll the dice and see where it lands. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. that. Um, and uh, well, maybe we'll be able to catch those in a future issue. Exactly. Um, additional chapters of those and we'll be able to chat about them then. Should we say maybe the, our favorites, if we could choose one from both uh, issues? But from, from the whole issue? Yeah. From both episodes? From what the whole was issue? yours? I, weirdly, because I okay, I I'm a sucker for chapter ones. I think yeah, because it really opens a story. I loved Rise. I'm a big, obviously a uh, Darkwing guy, and I love my own comic. But I I think I gotta give it to Swamp God. I was maybe gonna. I say think Swamp I God. think Swamp God really got us going. It g- it gave us a hook at the end, and yeah. I am I'm very very interested to see where it goes. I I um. In the interest of not repeating, although I do yes. very much agree with you, I right? might give it to Cyberarchy. Ooh, um, just a little because, depressing one, yeah. Well, because I, I feel that it has taught me the lesson to choose to be optimistic and to choose to believe in change, no matter what a powerful person may say or do. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the moral of our episode now. So, it really is. Yeah. And also because, again, it combines the things that we like, which is um, beautiful art mm-hmm. and a, a good story that um, we can both understand and adorable little robots. I was going to say, yeah, if you didn't mo- mention planets. the robot, you'd be out. Yeah. And planets. Yeah, big yeah, planet planets. guy. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually live on one. So. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's great. Yeah, so um, join us next time. We'll find out if Swamp God is evil or not. Ooh, and we the put Swamp bets Witch. on that. I know. We did. We did. Uh, wow. We asked to shave her head if uh, if the swamp ladies even. That is one hundred percent not shaken upon, nor agreed upon, <laughs> nor, and will not be happening. Discussed. So yeah, not at all. Um, but in the meantime, make sure you uh, subscribe, like, comment, tell your friends, tag us, put on Ooh. social, give five star reviews, all of that good stuff, so that other heavy metal fans can find this podcast and um, disagree with everything that we've just said in it. And um, I think May 13th, uh, 306 comes out. So you better grab it so you can hear our first podcast about it. And then you can understand, not just daydream all day. (laughs) Is that an accusation? (laughs) (laughs) That's what our listeners do if they don't read heavy metal. They just daydream. So I'm on them. Well, that sounds wonderful. And I can't (laughs) wait to join them in doing that. Yeah. For Heavy Metal Magazine, the podcast, I've been Leah Palmieri. You can find me at Little Leap on Instagram and Twitter. And I am Brendan Columbus, and you can find me at Brendan Columbus on Twitter. This podcast is produced by Rob Schulte. And edited by Jeremy Siegel. And he actually made the incredible theme song, which I love. We both love it. It's great. Until next time, Brendan, mm-hmm. great to see you. And awesome. I can't wait to return for more of Heavy Metal Magazine, the podcast. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye.